Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media, and today delighted to be interviewing an old dear friend, Renee Hastick-Most, who I have known for so many years and has the wonderful responsibility as vice president of external affairs. That means she's involved in the community day and night, night and day of Episcopal Health Services. So Renee, welcome to our Power Woman podcast. Thank you, Vicki. It's always a pleasure to talk with you or to even be in your presence. So thank you for taking time. Oh, my, my treat. Because, you know, St. John's Episcopal Hospital has evolved into a major resource to the Rockaways and to the communities contiguous to the Rockaways. So you have really had a great impact on the community. So it's my honor to have you here with us today. And talking a little bit about you, we're going to start right there. And I, I just want to know, you know, I knew your dad so well, and he was such a big um, uh, impactful person in this community of Queens. Tell me, Renee, uh, how was he growing up with a, a father like that? You know, I get that question all the time. And, you know, when I was younger, I took advantage of having my dad. And as I got older, I realized um, how impactful he was in so many people's lives. And you give know, his full name, give his full name, because I'm, you know, I know you use uh, Hastic as your middle name, but just let's uh, our listeners hear it. Yeah. So my dad is Dr. Roy A. Hastic Sr. He is the founder. He founded the Caribbean American Chamber of Commerce and Industry, but he was so much more than that. Um, he was a humanitarian community leader and such an advocate for small business in the in worldwide. It wasn't just New York, it wasn't just Brooklyn, but it definitely was worldwide and international. So growing up as his daughter was, you know, truly impactful in my life. You know, many of the places I went with him as a little girl, I ended up working at as I got older. And so my life was a complete full circle many times him giving me good gems, you know, of things that I need to do in life and directions I need to go. But like every teenager, you know, you want to go your own direction. But I ended up back on the public service route where he wanted me to be um, eventually. So I have evolved to where I am because of him, because of my mom, because of my stepmother, um, all of them, that village really molded me into who I am today. It's really interesting how impactful our childhoods are in terms of who we become, even if we, like you, rebelled, right? <laughs> but, you know, you went on, I see, to get your master's degree, too. Is it in public administration? Yes, my master's. I went to Long Island University, the Brooklyn campus, um, born and raised in Brooklyn, everything Brooklyn. And so, you know, I really grew up there and really found the love to serve the community. And I really learned that from my father. You know, many meetings he went to, you know, with different mayors and governors and presidents. And, you know, I would sit there. I would be in the midst of the meeting. He took us everywhere. And so when he exposed us to that type of environment, it just really, you know, impacted our lives into who we are today. Well, you know, I do believe that healthcare is the core of a community. And how is your journey that you join them and have helped them grow their presence in the community? So within the last probably about seven years, um, St. John's Episcopal Hospital has grown to now become a health system. 
you know, we have now launched out and put out more services into the community and really educating our community about taking care of their health, you know, from the onset and not just coming into the hospital for every different type of situation, but really coming to the hospital for an emergency. So we've expanded ambulatory services across the peninsula. We started a hospital foundation to help us grow our private you know, donations and opportunities to create financial sustainability for the organization. And that's because we are a safety net hospital serving a vulnerable population and the only hospital in the Rockaway Peninsula. We've also created a, um, a Innovative Health Partners, which is a group of physicians that work with us on quality initiatives. And we also have, like I said before, St. John's Medical Group, which is our physician practices, specialty practices, camp to care, women's services. And so we've really grown into this system. And later this year, um, 2023, this is Hot Off the Press, we will be rebranding the organization as a health system and not just a hospital. So that's why we're using more of Episcopal Health Services versus St. John's Episcopal Hospital because we're more than a hospital. So is Episcopal Health Services Health System, what will be the name that you want to have people remember? Episcopal Health Services is the corporate organization. It, it is the system that oversees St. John's Episcopal Hospital, the St. John's Eye Care Foundation, Innovative Health Partners, and St. John's Medical Group. So what is the Eye Care Partnership? I hadn't known about that one. So the Eye Care Foundation is a hospital foundation that we started about a year ago. This foundation helps us to get funds from private donors and also from grants from different philanthropic groups that help us to support some of the capital and programmatic services within the hospital. Like I said before, we're a safety net, so we have to find creative ways to increase our finances. And so we've received a lot of grants to help support some, you know, services such as doula care, our labor and delivery, buy capital equipment for the hospital, you know, to really support the hospital on the private side. So are there particular projects that you're looking for donations? Is there, because I know it, when I visit a hospital, there are like names on every door and every building. So is that something that you can do for people who donate or is there specific projects that you're looking for donors? Absolutely. It's, it goes both ways. Right now, we are actually opening up two buildings. One is our um, clinical learning center, which is we are a teaching hospital. So we teach over 200 residents, you know, a year. And so we are opening up a teaching center in which we received a grant from Ross University to open up this center, which would be opening up probably at the end of 2023. And then we're also opening up an ambulatory pavilion, um, which is going to be directly across the hospital that's going to have co-located services of behavioral health, cancer care, and primary care services, so that when individuals leave the hospital, they can go right across the street and, and get any type of care that they need. So these have different naming opportunities in them. We have lecture halls that we can name. We have waiting rooms that we can name. So various different opportunities for naming you know, to get donors to participate in, in, in funding some of the services we need. Well, it's wonderful to be able to reach out. And I think that there's, um, you know, uh, the power of what you deliver has been so extraordinary and the people in the community so appreciative. Is there a sweet spot of services you mentioned about the, uh, the cancer center? Is there something that you uh, particularly want to be known for? 
we have four different service lines that we are actually promoting um, that we are going to be known for. And like in the past, we've never really had that, but we just completed our strategic plan for the next three years. And we mm. decided to look at cardiology, behavior health, primary care services. And there's one other service that I completely forgot about right now, but we are going to be okay. focusing on those different areas and really building out those service lines so that people can know St. John's is specializing in these different areas. Wonderful. You know, I think that being uh, the provider in the Rockaways has been so critical to the community's growth. And are you seeing that there are uh, influx of people? Are they doing some construction? Is there, what are you seeing around the community that you serve? So the Rockaways is changing as we know it. You know, there's multi-million dollar developments taking place in the community and the, the community demographics is changing. It's changing more into a younger population. You know, people are coming here to raise their families. It's no longer a vacation town, um, you know, so everything. Yeah, but you are still famous for your surfing. We the are surfers come to Rockaways. They, they, they still come. They still come. But, you know, it's really changing. And um, I think that the community is doing a really good job making those changes. And one of the things that I've always, you know, spoken to our leadership at the hospital about is that making sure we're on the same wavelength. So we have to make sure our services are up to date. We have to make sure, you know, our facilities look up to date. The aesthetics is extremely important, making sure that infrastructure is important. So a lot of the grants that we seek out now with our legislators are really connected to the capital funding to help change the infrastructure of the organization physically. Well, nobody knows the uh, the political scene better than you. So, you know, there is capital money and I'm sure you have a lobbyist going after that money because it really should be brought to the Rockaways. Definitely. And our elected officials do an amazing job in supporting us. Congressman Meeks just gave us $3 million to help renovate our behavioral health facility, our inpatient facility. And then the council member, you know, gave us 1.4 for labor and delivery. The borough president gave us another 3 million. So we do have a lot of support from our legislators to make sure that the health care from St. John's that we're giving into the community is impactful. Well, you know, um, we love uh, Congressman Meeks is, uh, you know, kind of a what we like to consider one of the few public servants in politics. All right. <laughs> he was almost like um, our wonderful um, uh, reverend uh, who uh, brought up all of uh, while he was congressman, brought up all of uh, Jamaica and the, you know, uh, communities. And so I think that Meeks has made himself uh, not just a what shall we say? Uh, a force in Washington, but he's bringing home the bacon. Absolutely. I say that all the time. I say, you know, he, he really put his money where his mouth is. And that's important. That's what makes change. Yes. So we're very delighted, Renee, at any point to, I'd love to do a story about your behavioral center because, you know, we're seeing more and more children who are impacted, whether it be from COVID or the whole social world that they live in electronically and the whole social bullying that's going on and the impact on kids. So we'd love to do some, uh, hear some more about that new center that you're opening. Absolutely. We have outpatient behavioral health services. So it's just not inpatient, but it's outpatient. It's a full gamut of services and behavioral health. And I would love to sit with you and do that story. Absolutely. Very critical today. You know, it's um, something that uh, we never thought about with children with all the problems that they're facing because of social media. Right. But I think, you know, you have achieved great success in your career. 
what advice would you give others and how to be successful? What, do you have some secrets you could share with me? <laughs> you know, I think it's just a known secret. You got to do what you love. I really love what I do. I wake up in the morning. I don't hesitate to go to work. Sometimes I overwork, but I really do love the work that I do. And I love the work that I do for the people that are receiving on the other end. And for me, that's my motivation. That's my mojo. That's the gas that keeps me going. You know, so I would really just tell, you know, someone who is coming up, really do what you love. You know, all the steps will fall into line once you're doing what you're passionate about and really standing for something and really make an effective change that was that would help make people's lives better. What a wonderful way to sum up our interview and with I am so thrilled and honored to be talking to Renee Hastick Most, who is the vice president over at the External Affairs for Episcopal Health Services, doing a great, having huge impact in our community through the hospital. So thank you so much for your time and thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Vicki. And of course, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Till next time, Vicki Schnepps signing off. Bye now.